Today's scripture reading is from the book of Genesis, the third chapter, the 14th to the 19th verse. So the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, curse you above all livestock and all wild animals. You will crawl on your belly and you will eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and he will strike his heel. To the woman, he said, I will make your pains in childbearing very severe. With painful labor, you will give birth to children. Your desire will be for your husband and he will rule over you. And to Adam, he said, because you listened to your wife and you ate fruit from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat from it. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil, you will eat food from it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you and you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food until you return to the ground. Since from it you were taken, for dust you are, and to dust you will return. This is the word of the Lord. We are continuing our sermon on uh, the beginning, the first three chapters of uh, Genesis. Um, it's been quite a ride. It's been about three months. I think it's been about three months that we've actually uh, uh, tried to unpack the three chapters of Genesis. Um, as I shared last time, this is the foundation to our relationship uh, with God. This is the, this is the civil engineer by vocation. You know, again, for those of you who, uh, who looked at the, uh, the King's Arena and you saw the construction that's taking place, uh, team hasn't improved, but uh, that's a different story. Um, gosh, I'm a King's fan too, but they are bad. Boy, they are bad. They're, they are bad. Uh, but I digress. Um, you have to go down. Uh, you dig down. You put in the piles. You put in the steel. You put in the. You you put all the forms in. You 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 go down, and you you do all of the dirty work, literally and figuratively. You do all of that dirty work to to lay the foundation so that uh, the construction can take place, so that uh, a beautiful arena where people can can have fun to to live an abundant life, if you will, metaphorically speaking. Um, it takes all of that. It, it's, people don't appreciate that because it's not, it's not pretty. It's not sexy, you know. It's, it's like, it's dirt. It's, 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 it's work to get down in there. Uh, but people should, uh, surely can appreciate the, the concourse and the vendors and the, and the lights and the performance and all of that but you can't have all of that unless you do all of those necessary steps beforehand. So what am I saying? I'm saying that this study, it's not the risk of being very redundant. It's not, it's not an encyclopedic, well, this is how one atom came to the next atom, A-T-O-M, not A-D-A-M. Uh, atom came together to, to create life. No, no. It's it's, it's a story about relationship and how it starts from the beginning. And you have to understand this. If you, if you have any hope of thriving, again, the, the, the phrase that we like to embrace, uh, come to give you life and that more abundantly. Well, what does that mean? You know, I'm saying, you know, I'm, 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 life is a, you know, like Tennessee early, Henry Ford, you know. 16 tons, and what do you get? Another day older and deeper in debt. 
You know, that's, that's the sum total of life. You know, you just, you just, you work, you work, you work. And uh, the, like, like the little gerbil or chipmunk or whatever those things are in the little cage, you just keep, you're running real fast, but you ain't moving. You're not, you're not gaining any ground. It's, 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 it's foundational. There is no blue pill. There is no, there, there is no substitute. And I can say that with the benefit of uh, almost six decades of life now to, to be able to say, you know, as, as, as the psalmist said, I was once young, now I'm old. I used to think a certain way. Now, with the benefit of time and experience under my belt, my spiritual belt, now I can, uh, I, I can, I can share the benefit of my wisdom. Not to be some spiritual wet blanket or killjoy, but if you really want to experience the good life. See, the world has bamboozled us to, 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 to define what the good life is. See, see, see we, the good life is this, and then, you know, and again, again I mean, I'm not, I'm not the killjoy, but it's like embracing the porcelain throne, vomiting the next day is not the good life. That's not the good life. But, 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 boy, well, should we, didn't we have fun? You know, it's just like, that's not the good life. But we don't know, but, but, but we don't know because we, we, we constantly examine the counterfeit, as I keep saying, and we, we haven't taken time to really study the genuine. So when we study the genuine, then we, we, then we know the, the $3 bill for what it is. You know, it's not, that's, that's fake money. No, man, it's, it's, it's good. No, it's fake. Oh, man, you need to, look, look, I don't want to have to go through that process of life to try and spend phony money when I go to the checkout stand of whatever situation. I'm at the doctor's office, and I, and, I get a, and I get the conversation that things don't look so well, and I try and exchange uh, a $3 bill for something that's, that, that I thought was cashable, and it's like, that money's no good here. What you, what, what, you put your, what you put your faith in is, 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 I don't know where you got that money, but it doesn't work here. You don't want to get to that point. So this is the penultimate. This is the second to the last message in this. And, and again, we're podcasts, so I invite you all to, uh, to, to listen to them again. You know, just, 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 just pour over them again. Last week, we looked at the 10th through the 13th verses of the third chapter, and there we saw the blaming. Talk about relationships. We saw the blaming that resulted from the man and the woman's disobedience. Adam, uh, in response to God's inquiry, uh, where are you? Uh, He answered, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. He didn't say, I was hiding because I disobeyed you. I, I, I was hiding because I'm, I'm embarrassed, I'm ashamed. Uh, he didn't say any of that. Uh, so he, what, he, what he attempts to do is obfuscate. He tries to hide while hiding. He throw up, throw up some diversionary tactics. Uh, I, was, uh, I was naked, so I hid. <laughs> Look, dude, uh, you were naked before you ate the fruit. Nothing, your negativity didn't, that's, that's got nothing to do with the price of peas. It's just like, <laughs> oh, I, I hid because I was naked. You were naked beforehand. It's, when did you get smart? How did you get so smart? 
uh, it wasn't the nakedness that caused them to, to hide. It was their sin. And as I, as I shared uh, last time, sin is that wedge. It causes separation both horizontally and vertically. See, on the horizontal, it causes division with a husband and a wife, a parent and a child, siblings, neighbors. Um, it divides us racially. It divides us economically. It divides us socially. That's what, that's what sin does. It creates that, that wedge. Um, but as the loving father he is, God prods. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? See, God isn't interrogating uh, Adam so that uh, uh, he can discover what went down. He knows when it went down. Is, I'm God, you know, I speak stuff into existence. That's the way I roll. I'm God, all right? Uh, I'm trying to hold a mirror up to you so that you can see yourself. So the rhetorical question really just requires just one word responses. Who told you that you were naked? The right answer is nobody. Nobody told me I was naked. Yeah, I, you know, I figured that one out on my own. Did you eat from the tree I told you not to? The answer would be yes. No, yeah, that, that, that would be too easy. Uh, so the man said, well, it's like this. <laughs> Let me explain it to you, God. Uh, the woman you put here with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree, and I ate it. Anytime we try and rationalize our behavior, 99.9999% of the time, the problem is you. The reason why this happened, officer, the reason I was, you're guilty. You're guilty. Were you speeding? The reason why, I, were you speeding? That, that, that we, when we rationalize, we, we ought to, before we even start to go down that path, we ought to think if it's like, you know what? Yeah, okay. I'm, it's, it's on me. It's my bad. It's, 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 I'm the cause of this. See? But Adam says the reason that things are all messed up right now is because of the woman. You know, the one that you created. So truth be told, God, it's your fault. Uh, so God turns his inquiry uh, to the woman. Uh, she's not going to get outdone. Uh, then the Lord said to the woman, what is this you've done? The woman said, don't look at me. The serpent deceived me, and I ate it. Again, uh, the implication is the serpent did it, the one that you created, you know. Don't, don't forget this, God. You, you created this, this, this reptile. I didn't do it. Um, it's your fault. As I said, God didn't baby-proof Eden. He didn't put the little uh, toilet seat cover locks on there, the little locks on the cabinet and the trees and all of that. See, but, but the point is, sin messes up everything. Sin divides, it conquers, and it seems like a long time ago, at the end of chapter 2, you remember that, at the end of chapter 2, uh, the, the, the story, the picture that was painted, again, we, we, we hear the story so much that it almost becomes, uh, you know, it just washes over us. At the end of chapter 2, uh, they were naked and they were cool. I mean, that's my paraphrase, uh, but, but they, they were not ashamed. They were in bliss. God had created perfection. They were in perfection. They, lived, they were living the good life. They were naked, and they were not ashamed. A place of beauty, a place of bounty, a place of peace, prosperity. Uh, but, you know, sin is what sin does. It changes all of that. So today we want to pick up at the 14th 
uh, verse of the same third chapter where we read, So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and all wild animals. You will crawl on your belly, and you will eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head, and you will strike his heel. I'm reminded of, uh, as I was preparing, I'm reminded of, uh, uh, you know, I'm a cartoon, a cartoon kind of guy. And for those of you who didn't know, Charlie Brown is out. It just came out Friday. Uh, it's just, that's a PSA. It, it came out Friday. I'll share more later. Uh, I'm reminded, though, in this case of Popeye, you know, after reaching a point of exasperation, uh, he, you know, he wants to do something about the situation and rescue olive oil. She's always, uh, she always goes for Bluto and get bamboozled, and then, help, Popeye, help! Uh, and so what does he say? That's all I can stand? I can't stand no more. That's, 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 that's God where he's at right now. I'm done. I've had, I've, you know, I've had it. That's all I can stand. I can't stand no more. I, he doesn't wait to hear from the serpent. If it was going to speak for itself, he might have said, look, hey, you know, it, it's the evil one. He embodied me. I didn't, I didn't, it's like, enough. Uh, and for that matter, the serpent is not on the level of man and woman. So God pronounces judgment. First, a curse is, pl a curse is placed on the entire animal kingdom because of the serpent. I know what you're saying. I know, put yourself in the place of the elephant. Wait a minute. I didn't have anything to do with this. Why is what happened with this serpent got anything to do with a chimpanzee? That's what sin does. It's just that easy. It's just that complicated. That's what sin does. When, when you sin, when I sin, you think it's like it's self-contained. It's just like, just, just, just like Achan. And the, and, and the sin that caused the defeat of uh, the army, that caused people to die for no good reason other than you decided to sin. So because the serpent did what it did, the elephant, the raccoon, the chipmunk, everybody, sin causes collateral damage. I know, I know, he's just like, well, you know, it's just my, my sin. This is just what I do in the privacy of my own little environment. No, 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 no. No, there's no such thing. Sin, sin doesn't have borders like that. Sin doesn't have boundaries like that. People you intersect with uh, becomes, see, that's what sin, sin is a contagion. It contaminates. That's why, the, why, why in the New Testament it talks about the leaven. And just a little bit of yeast, you know, for you bakers that, that, that know how to make bread at home, I just, it just, just a little bit of yeast puffs up the whole loaf. Just a little bit of sin puffs up the whole loaf. Just everything. And so the elephant is affected by uh, what the serpent did. It's again, like we do in war. You know, we, 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 we call it, you know, when we drop a bomb, we call it, well, it's collateral damage. You know, we didn't mean to do that, but that was a consequence of the dropping of the bomb. We didn't mean for sin to, just like a rock that gets dropped into a, 
a pool, a still pool, the, 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 the concentric circle, the rings that just radiate out. It just, it just radiates out, and, it, just, and it, it affects the whole pool. Choices we make for good or for evil, the choices we make for good or for evil impacts everybody around us. The choices we make for good or for evil impacts everybody around us. There was a, I'll give you an example, trip down memory lane, uh, real into high school, pray for me. Uh, I saw the guy who did it. He threw a bolt, in, this is wood shop, equipment, just, you know, people, you can lose a finger paying attention. Some clown throwing a bolt trying to hit somebody else, you can really cause damage. His action affected the whole shop. We got shut down. We got shut down. It just kind of FYI, I ratted him out, and I got beat up. So, uh, but that's, but I ratted him out. It's like, no, he did it. Oh, I'll take care of you after class. I lost that one. Uh, but that's what sin does. That's what sin does. Uh, I'm just going to throw a bolt. The whole class is affected. I'm affected. It's, a, it's not fair. I, if I'm the elephant, I got something to say about that. It's like, you know, okay, I'm going to meet you after, after eating. You know, come here. I'm going to stomp the mess out of you. Come here. Come, come here, serpent. It's like you messed it up for everybody. That's what sin does. So what's the curse on the animal kingdom? We can only surmise, but a reasonable assumption is that there's, uh, there's no longer peace. Uh, instead of the lion and the lamb resting to each other, next to each other, uh, the lamb is potential dinner for the lion. So, so that's why when we read the book of Revelation, we, we, we see those, that imagery, uh, you know, when, when, there's, when peace is restored, the lion and the lamb, you know, every, everything's at, at peace. Right now, no, you're, you're potential supper for me. Uh, the second, the curse for the serpent is above and beyond all of that of the animals. Whether it was walking or flying, I don't know, and personally, I really don't care. A lot of people spend a lot of time, well, was it flying, was it walking? Uh, whatever, whatever it was doing before, however its mode of transportation before, movement before, now you're going to be crawling along your belly, and you're going to be eating dirt. Uh, the entire animal kingdom suffers, and you, the cause, will suffer more because of your action. Third thing, I'm going to put enmity, and that's a very strong word that leaned towards, uh, it leaned towards violence and hatred and animosity. Uh, I'm going to put enmity between you and the woman, between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head, and you will strike his heel. Now, again, I don't want us to stare too intensely at the bark of the tree, uh, but this is a very challenging portion of text with both natural and spiritual meaning and implication. Uh, you all know um, uh, already, uh, I hate snakes. I, I hate anything that's reptilian. I just, again, I shared the story before about the lizard. It's about that long. Uh, entered into my garage, and I tore up that garage to get that thing out of there. We can't coexist. Oh, no, no, you've got to go, you know. <laughs> yeah, it was about the size of a crocodile in my mind. <laughs> it really was. It, it, it was eight feet long. <laughs> That's what phobias will do. Uh, uh, so there's a, most people have a natural 
uh, aversion uh, to snakes and reptiles. But beyond this, the, the text is pointing us to a future time when the, off, when the woman's offspring will do, a, will do spiritual battle with a serpent's offspring, so to speak. Um, so when and where is this? Uh, how about Calvary on the cross? You get a little archetype. You get a little, a little window to peep through uh, of what is to come. It was there on, on the cross that Satan, a type of offspring from the serpent, bruised Jesus, but Jesus is victorious on the cross. Yeah, you bruised my heel. See, but, but you thought the bruising of my heel was a type of victory. No, I'm actually going to stomp on your head. I, I, I'm going to win this battle. So this is a, a, an homage, a, a, an archetype, a, a, a type of something that is yet to come when Jesus is victorious and he crushes the head of the evil one. As Paul writes uh, to the Romans in the 20th chapter, uh, the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ will be with you. So in the garden, on the cross, and today. See, God isn't nibbling on his, uh, you know, if he had fingers to nibble on, the fingernails, he's, he's not nibbling, worried about what you, me, Adam, Eve, or the evil one is going to do. See, God isn't, God isn't like, boy, boy, I'm not sure what Mark is going to do, you know, boy, boy, this is going to be a close one, you know, it's, 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 it's nip and tuck right now, it's nipping. no, God is in control. God is in control. Whatever's going on in your life, writ large in, in this town, in this community, in this country, in this world, God is in control. Nothing happens without, that's, that's beyond God's control. God has been, is, will, and will always be in control. See, that's why in the words of the song, uh, they, 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 they implore us, don't wait till the battle is over. Shout now. See, we like to, we like to, and I mean, it's, it's, it's natural, we like to see victory. I mean, literally see victory. But if you're up 75 to nothing and there's like two minutes left in the fourth quarter, uh, chances are you win, okay? And that's, what that, and that's what's going on here. God is, the, the, the author is letting us know that in spite of all of this stuff that's going on, see, the, 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 your offspring are going to do battle, but ultimately your head's going to be crushed. Uh, God wins. So, back to uh, verse 16, back to the battle that's going on right now, where we are. To the woman, he said, I will make your pains in childbearing very severe. With painful labor, you will give birth to children. Your desire will be for your husband, and he will rule over you. I'm telling you, sin's effect is total. It's, 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 it's total. Uh, childbirth. The one thing, the one thing that distinguishes women uh, from men more than anything else, the great joy associated with giving birth to children, at the same time, is the most painful thing in the world. They say that, they, I wouldn't know, but they say, uh, the ladies say, that there is no pain like childbirth pain. And even more than this, see, God said, what's more, since you wanted to upset the order I established, I'm going to reinforce it. Remember what we said about, uh, I told you I would come back to it, 
uh, remember what we said about the naming convention when God gave Adam the responsibility for naming the animals? That was a type of authority or leadership or stewardship or husbandry that, that, that was associated with that. It's the same thing. Adam, and it says here in the text, in the, in the text here, he names Eve twice. He gives him, he gives her naming, uh, gives her the name, woman, and then Eve. God's, no, I, I know it, it, it's, it's, not the, it's not the politic or the, the, the thing to say right now, but, but God's convention was the stewardship responsibility, the primary stewardship husbandry responsibility fell to the first created, in this case, the man. You, I'm giving you responsibility over the man. That's why ultimately, and we'll see here in a second, God goes off on Adam. You're in charge. I put you in charge. Now, okay, young lady, since you wanted to be in charge, you wanted to have this dialogue with the serpent, you wanted to look, touch, examine, and then give to the man the fruit, okay, I'm going to reinforce that behavior. Uh, you're going to desire leadership, authority, primacy in the relationship and the man, uh, as, as I said, in, in, instead of uh, to love and to cherish, it's more like to, to desire and dominate. You know, we go through the, you know, to, to love and to cherish, to have and to hold from this day forward. You know, you know the, the nurturing, loving, protective, primacy responsibility that the man was given, now it's like, no, nah, I, I want to dominate. I want to take control. That's what sin does. See, and because we don't see, we don't, we don't, we don't experience that much. And then when we do, in those relationships where the where where two believers come together, indwelled with the Holy Spirit, even with that, there are times when uh, just ask Sister Meeks. There are times when Mark, not Mark, the born again believer, shows up, and it's just like, who is this person? I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just behaving like uh, my grandfather Adam. I, I, I you know, I, I'm just. I now, now things have changed. From moving from to love and to cherish, I went to desire and to dominate, and at the same time, the woman wants to challenge that. No, who? I'm a woman, just like you're a man. There's no difference here. I'm smart, like you're smart. You're not any smarter than I am. Uh, and so we wrestle over the steering wheel of our spiritual car, and we go careening off the cliff. No, I'm going to drive. No, I'm going to drive. I think you should turn left. No, I think we should turn right. No, I think you're stupid. Now it's like, say, can you, I guess maybe that's why guys just don't like to ask for directions. And a woman is just like, gosh, we could have gotten there if you would have just asked for directions a half an hour ago. I know where we're going. No, you don't. See, time won't allow a complete, uh, for me to complete dissection of this text, but suffice it to say that the root of our relational dysfunction is sin. The reason we are dysfunctional the way we are relationally is sin. Uh, sin wants what it wants. It wants control. 
It wants sexual gratification. It wants, it wants sin relationally, wants what it wants. It's not, about, it's not about nurturing the other person. It's about extracting relationally what I can get out of it. Why do I want to get married? Because I don't want to be alone. That's sin. That's sin. I, 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 I don't want to be alone. Oh, oh, oh. So you're, you, it, sin objectifies everything. Yeah. Why are you, why, I know, you said, well, you know, God didn't pluck my eyes out. Why are you attracted to certain people? Because they look cute. But do you know that they're toxic to your relationship? To who you are? But they're handsome. She's pretty. That's what sin does. It objectifies. And that's how we go through life. Just choose. The fruit looks good. Feels good. Sniffs good. I'm going to partake. And then you find yourself draped with fig leaves around yourself. It's like, how did I get in this mess? That's what sin does. Glorify God, hardly. <laughs> we'll be having a relational, uh, relationship form. We will. We will. It's not just a singles thing. It's not just a married thing. It's a relationship thing. It's a relationship thing. And so the dysfunction that we find ourselves in wrestling through, uh, why is it, why this? It's, 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 like, it's, it's, it's all about relationship. And again, as I was sharing with the example of the King's Arena, it's just like, if all of this is not taken care of, I don't care what kind of curtains you hang uh, in the house that you've constructed, it's still going to be flawed. It can look good on the outside. The paint could be great, but it's just like, oh, don't, don't, don't mind this wall that's getting ready to crumble in on me. And so, and that's what we'll do relationally. That's what we'll do relationally. We'll patch up and try and fix up and, and plaster over things that are fatally flawed. And it's like, you know, I just want to shrug my shoulders. And it's like, I, I, I sniff death. I sniff relational death. Because the foundation wasn't right. I know, I know. So now God turns to the one um, who should have been responsible but wasn't. To Adam, he said, because you listened to your wife and ate the fruit from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat from it. Because you listened to your wife and you did exactly what I told you not to do, cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil, you will eat food from it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food until you return to the ground. Since from it you were taken, for dust you are, and to dust you will return. God saved the longest and the most damning, if you will, uh, response for the man, and rightly so. So you see, five times in three verses, eating is mentioned. Five times in three verses, eating is mentioned. You wanted to eat from the fruit? Here, eat up, buddy. Have, have, a, big, have a big sandwich right now. Uh, big sin sandwich. Uh, in order for you to survive, you're going to have to battle 
the curse that I'm placing on the soil. Uh, and, and since I'm speaking of the soil, you know that that's what I created you out of. Now, you're going back to it. When you unpack this and you start to look at it, it's just like, wow. This is, this is like total destruction. Uh, the serpent called God a liar. And God says, I wasn't lying. You're going to die. God didn't say, oh yeah, I didn't say, you die. You wanted to eat? Eat this. Work wasn't the curse. The curse, and, and notice their curse isn't even placed on the man and the woman. The curse is on the serpent. The curse is on the ground. See? The, 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 that's, that's where the, the curse is. It's like you're going to just like trying to shovel sand against the sea that's incoming. You're going to try and try and try. Again, Tennessee Ernie Ford, another day older and deeper in debt. That's all. I mean, I'm working, I'm working, I'm working. I'm not getting ahead. I got three jobs, and I'm still not getting ahead. That's the curse. You called me a liar. You're going to die. I'm closing. Um, see, their disobedience came with great consequences. They lost their capacity to enjoy God's gifts. That's what sin does. Sin causes you to lose the, the, the capacity to enjoy all the gifts God has for you. See, so what, what are you talking about? Perfection was replaced with pain. A joyful marriage became an unequal partnership. Happy cultivation became sweaty toil. Uh, the beautiful garden, now it's a briar patch. And once imperishable, body, imperishable bodies now uh, become very perishable and very finite. You're, you're going to die. Uh, they were thrust out of the garden forever. See, everything you thought was so good is now turned on its head. What are you saying? Those of you who get paychecks uh, uh, beyond direct deposit, direct deposit, you really, you really need to look at your check and to see what deductions are being made. Uh, on your check, the employer lists all of the things that are being taken out of your check. Uh, federal taxes, state taxes, Social Security, health insurance. All of those deductions from your, from your check well, what does that got to do with this? Well, it's got everything to do with this. My question to us all is, have you looked at your deductions lately? Have you looked at the things that are being deducted from your spiritual paycheck? Have you even examined your spiritual paycheck? Say, what God intends as the gross amount, if you will, uh, there are deductions that sin is causing. There, there are certain things that, that this, this type of behavior, uh, 100 bucks there, this type of behavior, 200 bucks there. By the time you look at your check, and it's like, I got nothing. Now you know how Adam and Eve felt. They had everything. They, they had everything. They allowed sin to enter in, and it caused deduction after deduction after deduction. See? There was, uh, 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 on my paycheck, there was one time where there, I was being deducted for some insurance. And it was, uh, it was quite a bit that was being deducted. And I, you know, it's like, oh, well, it's my check and check. And then one time I just happened to look at it. And it's like, why am I being charged this for this insurance? Now, I couldn't go back 
and say retroactively, fix all of that, give me back the money that, that I should have been got, should have, should have received, but from this point forward, I was able to get what was really due me. What am I saying? There is, there are things that have happened in each of our lives, deductions, that you can't, it's, that's, it's, it's as, 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 uh, Rafiki said to Simba, it's, it's in the past. It's, it's, it's in the past. You can't do anything about it. It's in the past. But what you can do is to do things to examine the check. Examine what's, what is your spiritual check saying. What are the deductions that are, that are, that are shown on your check? That, wow, I didn't know the cost of this equaled that. I don't want that anymore. I don't want this in my life. Well, the Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift, not our trying hard, but the gift of God is eternal life. And we'll conclude next week with uh, the gift God provides in spite of our sinfulness. That's why this is, you know, it's just like right now, it's, it's kind of a downer in terms of uh, what they've done. It's, it's like, there's no, there's no sugarcoating this. They say putting lipstick on this pig. It's just like, no, this is, this is what it is. This is why life is the way it is. It started there. Now, we can't do anything about that. We can't even do about the things, the, the things we spoke or misspoke yesterday. But what we can do is deal with today going forward. And that's what we'll deal with next week.